Hey there, Patriots. I hope you're having a great day. Today is the uh, is Holy Week. It's Monday, April 3rd. And so, as I had said, we will, every day, we will uh, listen to what the Lord Jesus said when he entered into Jerusalem. He was there for a whole week and had lots of great things to say. So, let's do two of the things that he talked about. One is about the taxes for Caesar. This is in Luke chapter 20, verse 20. Um, Watching for their opportunity, the leader sent spies pretending to be honest men. (laughs) Typical. So that's the first clue. A lot of people come to you trying to tell you something and they're really just fakers and spies. They tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. Things haven't changed that much, have they? <laughs> not not at all. They don't even need to have something against the law. You, you can be pure as the driven snow like our wonderful president, and they will still find a way to arrest you just like I did. they did our Lord Jesus. Teacher, they said, we know that you speak and teach what is right, and you're not influenced by what others think. You teach the way of God truthfully. Yeah, when they start coming at you with flattery, that's when you you need to uh, hold your wallet and <laughs> and and be 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 wary. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Is it? Should we? And it, he could have just said, "No, these people are criminals." That's not what he said. So let's take a listen. He saw through their trickery and said, "Show me a Roman coin. Hand me one right here." Or like we we could show us a. A, a cabal dollar bill with the pyramid on the back. Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they said. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. But he didn't really answer the question. <laughs> he didn't really answer the question, really. So whatever it belongs to God, give to God. Whatever belongs to Caesar, give to Caesar. Of course, he's a slam dunk. Eventually, like it says, they felt they failed to trap him by what he said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer and they became silent. They wouldn't bring any other questions to him. So he started bringing questions to them. He started taking it to them. So the thing is, like for us in this day, you know, some people say, well, don't pay Caesar. Don't pay the, the, your taxes, right? I find it very interesting that taxes are paid right here during, you know, Passover and Holy Week. But so, you know, we are, you know, many people, I've heard people talk about that. Well, we know that they have misused our money, that they have, that this is fraudulent. All of it has been done by trickery, not so different from back in Jesus's day. So you and I should pay to Caesar or to the government what belongs to them? That doesn't answer the question, does it? So that it leaves it up to each one of us. What really belongs to them? That's really what begs the question. What really belongs to them? And they didn't want to go there. They didn't want to go there because they knew that it, the whole thing had been a fraudulent and a scam, just like now. All right, so then the next one I wanted to read is John chapter uh, 12. And this is where our Lord Jesus predicted his death. He knew that he, what he was doing, he was going, and he, they were going to, to 
kill him. He knew that. And he went straight on. I mean, just so amazing. And he knew it was going to be horrible. Remember at the, at, in Gethsemane, he said, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but yours be done. And he knew it was more than going to be a, a painful death, which was, it was excruciating. But it was more than that. It was bearing our sins. And that was what was going to be the most horrific. And he was going to have to have the wrath of God against our sins put on him. And that was the worst of it. That was the worst of it. Here's where our Lord Jesus in John chap, uh, chapter 12 predicts his death. Verse 20, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Beth, uh, Bethsaida in Galilee. So they'd come, they paid a visit to Philip, some Greeks. What are the Greeks doing involved at this point? They said, sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus, well, do you want to meet some of these Greeks? Because they've come all this way. They want to meet you. Jesus replied, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Isn't that beautiful? So I want to just, before I go into and read any more of that, I want to just, just talk about this a little bit. This kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies. This is, this is nature. This clearly we plant every year, we plant a seed and that life is in that seed. And that's exactly what our Lord Jesus did when he died. He, he produced a harvest that spread throughout the entire world, like a, like a dandelion that just that spread throughout the entire world. You know, when you, you wonder if the Lord loves you. Well, you know, when, when you see the cross and you recognize that he literally died for you, this is the, the good news. Then you realize that this is, he loves you to death, literally. And he would be willing to do anything for you. Amazing. Amazing. So he's saying here, you know, this is, you know, he could not just remain, um, and just teach them the right way to live or whatever. It had to be where, where he had to, to die and to, and to produce this amazing harvest of, uh, of people all over the world. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. That's, e that's the same for each one of us. We have, have shown by our willingness to be the offscouring of the earth that we love the Lord more than our lives, more than our ease, more than our peace, more than anything. We have proven that by our actions. We are not those who say, I don't want to, you know, catch a lot of grief. We're willing to because we know that this is what uh, the, the Lord asks of us to do, to, 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 be, to be willing to do like he did and take the difficult road. Um, those who care nothing for their life will keep it for eternity. That's, that's what we have done. And um, I've, I've read, I wrote this in the book, End Times in a Thousand Years of Peace, that there's a, there's a book. Actually, I think this was in Major Clues from Minor Prophets. There's a book that will be opened that will have the names of those who have been very courageous during this, during this, 
these battles and uh, they will be just in like a hall of fame. So just continue to be, uh, you know, you may think, well, nobody sees. Guess what? The Lord sees. He sees everything that you do. He sees that when you have done things, it has caused maybe some rifts with relationships and family members, but you're keeping your life for eternity and uh, everyone's really. And we're, we're saving our country. Because we're willing to to go out on that limb. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Because my servants must be where I am. We we it's not that he's saying he requires us to be with him. It's that we we feel the connection with him. We have to be close to him. We have to do uh, a walk with him and 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 follow him. We can't. We just won't be happy if we don't. Right? That's just the truth. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now. My soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. The very reason I came was to take to to drink down the dregs of the of really the wrath of God against sin, to be that sacrificial lamb and to to do to do this terrible task. He, that's the very reason he came into the world. The the son of man came uh, into the world to to seek and to save those who were lost. That's what he came for, to stop, to save us. Father, bring glory to your name. And then listen to what happened. A voice spoke from heaven saying, I have brought glory to my name and I will do it again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel spoke to him. Then Jesus said to them, the voice was for, for your benefit, not mine. They, they needed that, uh, that sign. They needed that sign. And it kind of reminds me of that, that lightning bolt that we saw in New York City. We needed that lightning bolt to say, the Lord is going to strike them down. Don't doubt it. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of the earth of the world, will be cast out. Now, he wasn't really cast out completely then, but his power was broken because, again, with the dandelion, you know, if he had kept uh, the, the, the kingdom in that little country in the Middle East, then he could have controlled it. But when, when it's gone throughout the entire world, when, when the people are scattered and the gospel has gone throughout the entire world and that people are being raised up to believe in him all over the world and they, he wasn't able to stop it, it's, it's the end. That was the end. It spelled the end of, his, of the, e, the evil kingdom of darkness. Before our Lord Jesus came, they had, the Baal worship was everywhere, everywhere. And now um, it, is very, it, is, it is really just this few uh, that are the these uh, the cabal, right? So it was the it was it's the beginning of them being cast out, and that's what where where we are in history is the casting out of this kingdom of Satan, and they were cast out of heaven, and now they're being cast out of the earth. It talks about that in the book End Times in a Thousand Years of Peace. Anyway, and it, it's in Revelation. I want to say eleven somewhere in there, maybe. Anyway, 12. Anyway, the time for judging this world has come. The, when Satan, the ruler of the world, will be cast out. And when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Uh, that love. That, that you just don't, you can't doubt the love of Christ when you see him dying for you on the cross. That's how he's drawing people. Because they, they can believe that, and that, that kind of love. That he, he could love even me. Even you, right? No matter what we have done. It's a beautiful, beautiful, 
Imagine what he did for us. He said this to indicate how he was going to die, that he would be raised up from the earth. The crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is the Son of Man anyway? They didn't understand the plan. Nobody wants to... Nobody wanted to think that that was the way it was going to be. Jesus replied, my light will shine for you for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. That's the same news for us, the same encouragement for us. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Do not walk in this fear. Do not walk in, in uh, the, the darkness that people are, oh, the world's going to come to an end and the beast is going to take over, blah, 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 all that. No, we're here and we know what the Lord has promised in his word, that his kingdom will come, his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Walk in that light. Walk in the light of his truth that he's promised and that he, he said his kingdom would come and his will be done, and the meek would inherit the earth. So you know, put your trust in the light while there is still time, and then you'll become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. All right, um, I'll do one other quick one. All right, so let me do this one quick. Um, but despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still didn't believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord's re Lord revealed his powerful arm? And it's kind of the way we feel. It's like, why don't these people get it? Why don't they understand? They have not been chosen to understand it. They've just been chosen to be sheep because these I believe what the deal is, is these, these evil ones are so ruthless. If they thought more people were awake, they would do something even more horrific than what they're already doing. I really do believe that. But the people couldn't believe, couldn't. For as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. And so, so their eyes cannot see, their hearts cannot understand. When you talk to your friends or family who just can't get it, they, they just can't. And don't feel bad for them. Don't be angry with them. It's, 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 they have not been chosen for this task. They, if you remember in Revelation 14, it's, it's, um, I have it right in front of me. But anyway, in, in end times and a thousand years of peace, I talk about it in Revelation 14, we are the chosen warriors. The 144,000 are the chosen warriors. And they, that's why we understand. And the Lord has revealed this to us. This is a huge blessing. And they, their eyes are, are hardened. They can't see and their hearts can't understand. And they can't return, uh, turn to me and have me heal them. And it's not that he's angry with them. And I, don't, I really don't think that's the issue. I think that <clears throat> they are not chosen for this task. Okay? That's just, they're just, right now, there's, they're sheep. Right now, they're just in the sheep category. But in, in Revelation 20, it says there'll be a thousand years and no more deception for that thousand years. So one day, everyone will get it. And we've, we've heard that on the board and we've heard that from God's word. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did not uh, did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders like Nicodemus. But they wouldn't admit it for fear, the fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. You know, it's, a, it's the same thing. You say something and you will get lambasted. For the, they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, 
You are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. Imagine he's in the temple and all the Pharisees are there. The Sadducees are there and everybody's listening. Everybody's just watching. They, they're not going to be saying anything, but they're taking it all in. And so he's saying, if you trust me, you're not only trusting me, but you're also trusting God who sent me. For when you see me, you're seeing the one who sent me. I've come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't know. I'm sorry, I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me, for I have come to save the world, not to judge it. I realize that you're in a, in a, you're in a, <laughs> you're brainwashed, poor things. You're brainwashed little sheep. And I've, I've come to save you, not to judge you, not to just try to destroy you. Now, it's a different thing. If we're going to read here in Matthew 23 here in a little bit, where, how he's nailing those who know and they're, and they're the evil, doing evil to the people. And the, but the poor sheep, people <laughs> they are the sheeple they don't get it and he says i don't speak on my own authority the father sent me who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it and i know his commands lead to eternal life so i say whatever the father tells me to say isn't that a beautiful thing when we just are are given the unction by this holy spirit to speak and to, and to, and know what that we're saying what he wants us to say. It's a beautiful beautiful thing. He's leading you. He's leading me. All right, so that's for today and I will keep coming back each day. We're going to talk about Passover. I'm probably going to show you the Seder plate. I just posted about that. If you're don't on there, go to freedomforce.live and you can see the Seder plate and how to do a Passover so that you can uh, be preparing for that. One of the cool things is you actually put a place setting for a, a guest and the guest knocks, you know, they pretend like, you know, knock on the door and you go and get the uh, answer the door and this guest comes and of course it's our Lord Jesus that comes to sit and sup with it with you in the table and um, they also have where you take the matzo bread go get some matzo bread it's not very expensive it's just unleavened bread kind of like crackers but you you wrap it in a linen cloth so get some some linen uh, like a napkin and you wrap it in uh, wrap it in there and you take it and you hide it and so one of the kids gets to go and find it kind of like an Easter egg hunt but it's a matzo hunt and so it's it's a picture of our Lord Jesus wrapped in a linen cloth that was hidden away and that was then discovered. Isn't that beautiful? So cool. Passover is really, really cool. So watch that little video I shared and that's it for today. And we'll get together each day on this. Thank you so much, Lord, for the, the wonderful truth that you, everything that comes out of your lips, we just hang on your every word and know, thank you that you are helping us to, to uh, know that you have chosen us for this very day. Lord, use us every day on whatever we can do to help your kingdom to come and your will be to, to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you and we praise you and we trust you will protect us and guide us every step. We pray this in your great, oh, and we also pray for our wonderful president and pray that not one golden hair will fall from his head, that uh, we trust that you will protect all of us and lead us through until we get across this Red Sea. We pray this in your great name, Jesus. Amen. I love you guys. I will talk to you later.